go. What's happening, Jason? Thank you for being here on the Ride Boundless Podcast. Thank you, thank you. We've been waiting for a while to do this, huh? Yeah, we have. A long the time. Closer you are to the mic, the better. Okay, thank you. Uh, it, it's, it's been, we've known each other, what, almost two years. Did we know each other before the pandemic? Even before the pandemic. I think it was like about maybe three, three and a half years or so. Yeah, we yeah. met at the gym. And yeah. We've been continuously at the gym. Go beast mode. Beast Universal mode. LA Fitness. That's yeah, right, That's where it's at, yeah. That's right. Uh, please describe people how you would introduce you yourself, what you do, and uh, kind of the background and your success that you've been having. So ever since I was really young, um, I was always into the weather at a very young age of four years old. I started doing like weather maps and, and all these different types of things and just really got involved. And the one thing that really got my interest in meteorology was we had a really bad storm in August, believe it or not, this month in 1992. It was actually a tropical system that came up to Southern California and brought almost five to 10 inches of rain to the region. And I was just so fascinated by the thunder and the lightning. And of course, when we had the Northridge earthquake in, uh, in January 17th, 1994, all those different things just got my interest in you know, earth sciences and climate, and then that's pretty much where I went. I did an internship with uh, ABC7, worked with uh, Dallas Rains for an internship in uh, winter of 2008. Whoa. Yeah. And I remember we were in uh, elementary school, at Noble Elementary School, and there was a really bad storm. It was actually during the El Nino of 97-98, and it was November 9th. 1997, remember it was 90-something degrees that day. And I told our teachers at the time, I said, there's a really bad storm coming in from the Hawaiian Islands. And they looked at me like, really? Like, how do you know? I said, well, you could see the way the wind's starting to blow and it's going to start raining by the next day. We're going to have a lot of thunderstorms and rain. So they sent me to Miss Jackson, who was the uh, principal at the time. And basically, uh, you know, She's like, all right, Jason, so if this does not happen, you're not talking about the weather for the rest of the time. And so pretty much what ended up happening is the next day, the sky literally opened up. They prepared the offices. I saved the offices a bunch of problems from occurring. And then they dubbed me the weatherman from that point on. And then I just, you know, continued through school, the internship and everything along that line. And then just got really deeply involved in social media. Well, before social yeah. media, you had the website. Yeah, you Climate 101 with Jason. Yeah. It, uh, it was a blog spot. Remember that thing called the blog spot? I don't remember yeah. that one, to be honest. Yeah, so it was Climate 101 with Jason. And it was through Google. And you would basically be able to write your own like forecast before Facebook and all this stuff. And create like a good formatting for what's going on. Now, some people will go to right away to the website but then when social media came around facebook really started blowing up instagram instagram stories and everything along that perspective that's when i was like oh yeah i need to jump on that wagon and really reach the masses and explain what's really going on with the weather and then i also did a uh, magazine for malibu magazine in 2019 about the santa Ana winds which is very uh, reminiscent of what's happening now in the Hawaiian Islands. Terrible situation. Terrible. I just saw some videos. There's a big f uh, fire. Yeah. I heard some people had to jump into the ocean so they wouldn't. Almost. What's going on? Very, very similar to the Woosley fire that occurred in November uh, 8th, uh, 2018. 
you had a big ridge of high pressure to the north, a deepening low to the south. The combination of two creates a great uh, pressure differential. And that combination created almost like a northeasterly wind over the Hawaiian Islands. And man, something that started the fire, we're still trying to figure out how the fire really started. It could have been a power line. We're not too sure yet. But just like in Malibu, boom, it just took off and it went straight to the ocean. And those wind velocities were at 75 to 80 miles per hour because of Dora, which was a Category 4 storm, at almost near 135 mile per hour, sustained winds and gusts even higher. But because it was 745 miles away from the big island, it still had enough of a impact, believe it or not, to generate these powerful winds. And it, they literally just came up out of nowhere, literally on August 8th and 9th, and just that was it. It just, it just wild, took man. off. That's absolutely wild. And Lahana. You know, Lahaina is basically, you How know. How do you pronounce it? Lahaina. Lahaina? Lahaina. Let's hopefully I said that right. No. Apologize for everyone that is watching from Hawaii. But the west Western Maui County, I have a friend that lives in Maui, and he said his family was just devastated. Uh, someone lost their homes. Oh. We're now finding out today that 36 people passed away from this. This is probably the worst uh disaster that has happened this year so far in the united states in and in the hawaiian islands probably the worst since the volcanic eruption in 2018 in may oh, that that's occurred terrible. and that was on the big island of hawaii this is now maui which the next island over is oahu i actually went there um just uh recently back in uh 2022 in february and it is such a beautiful island. The people are so nice and genuine. So my heart really goes out to them and what has occurred. But the real main situation of how this actually came out is El Nino. And El Nino is the warming of the equatorial Pacific off the coast of Peru. And right now, we're sitting at about uh, four deviations hotter than normal, which is at three. 0.4 Celsius. That's extremely warm water, but it's also doing another thing. It's also warming the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico. In fact, off the coast of Florida right now and Cuba, it's 95 to 102 wow. degrees. So it's causing bleaching effect for the coral reefs. And that's the situation. How is this affecting the, 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 the wildlife, the, the fishes and stuff? Some of the fish are washing up on shore. Uh, there's no real confirmed reports of that, but it, it is occurring in small, isolated uh, areas that this is occurring, especially down the, near the Keys yeah. and near Miami. Yeah, I, when, I, I, when I was out of town, I got a message that Florida at one point was 102. Yeah, it was just about three weeks, three weeks ago. 102, a jacuzzi 104. Yeah, exactly. And increases ago. the humidity as oh. well, their humidity. And they've been having... One of the hottest Julys on record, including Arizona as they well. beat Arizona or Arizona as well? Oh, Arizona is really topping the charts. 110 degrees plus for over 30 days. Incredible. Incredible. Big 594 heat dome that started in June in Texas. Texas hasn't got out of their heat wave. They're under excessive heat warnings now. And there was another heat wave that's coming in the next week and a half that's going to come. And that's what El Nino does. It enhances the heat, and that's happened in 97, 98. It enhances the heat 
across the northern hemisphere. But we're seeing also something else that's also affecting South America too. Chile, Argentina also saw their hottest temperatures in their winter. Remember, northern hemisphere's summer, and then the southern hemisphere is winter, and they're seeing now unusual stuff. So climate change is also mixing into this and being like the Hulk now. You're having that combination of climate change and El Nino. We don't know where this is going to go. Now, now, in your professional opinion, yes. is this is this really something new or it's it's been proven and historic that it's patterns we do see patterns but we're also seeing uh definitely the climate change of extremely hot and extremely cold extremely wet we just saw in vermont in july a thousand year rain event look at fort lauderdale 64 inches of rain the wettest on record since 1887 since they kept records now we don't know exactly what happened before then 100 years ago yeah, or 200 exactly yeah. but but in our modern time that's a lot of rainfall and then in sarasota florida well, el nino was, yeah. was pretty messed up and this is all caused by el nino yeah. el nino is changing the trade winds and shifting it the opposite direction and it's allowing for look i mean look at even our uh winter that we just had almost near 28 inches in downtown la we erased a drought just like that in less than six months that we thought that could never be done look at santa rosa 40 so, inches so this of last rain. year of rain mm-hmm. and it was not el nino it was a decaying la nina we had a cooler ocean sea surface temperatures which actually is the opposite of el nino and it just allowed for a deepening central pacific low off of the aleutian islands you had the right uh, access point for this low sitting right off of California, picking up that deep tropical moisture from, I guess, Hawaii. California and Hawaii are very close in tangent with each other. And it picked the, that moisture up, atmospheric river, came right on in into San Francisco, deepening low pressure, knows a bomb genesis where the, where the millibars of low pressure drops in a 24-hour period in a very short amount of time. To very intense levels near 29.96 you know so that's that type of thing that we were seeing this past winter you know and so it makes us think are we going to see a similar situation this late november december now solutions are saying yes but if we look back at you know the el nino of 2016 it was a big bad. We call it the Super El Nino, 2015, 2016. Wasn't there one 2009? Uh, no, that was actually a, a week La Nina, believe it or In not. 2009, 2008, because yeah. there was yeah. a big, I remember flooding. You're, you're talking about the 2000, December 2010 storms that were rained for like seven yeah. days. And it was I, flooding. I was over here by Whitsitt. You, you don't even need an El Nino to produce tremendous, you just have to have the right you know, anomaly, right deepening low pressure off California and the right high pressure access point off of Mexico to steer that moisture around. And that's the type of situation that we're seeing. These anomalies, these these unusual events that are getting more frequent. Right. Look at 0405. You had a long wave trough that came through. 
Look at look at Santa Barbara. It was 35 inches of rain in less than a two to four day period. L.A. County almost near. We got 38.75 inches of rain with all said and done. That's more than this year. And this year was very similar to 04, 05 in some respects. But it also had a combination of December of 2010 as well. So it's going to be really interesting, you know. And the, the fires that occurred in Maui reminds me that we need to be prepared for fire season coming even though we had all this rain we're having it's this extremely intense heat it doesn't matter how much rain you get in california it's about how quickly these intense santa Ana events can develop and you saw just like in in maui in a blink of an eye we could be looking at a major fire situation you know we've even had some small fires in riverside county last several days no wind driven you know, which is a good thing, but you never know. When we get into, you know, around October 15th is usually when the Santa Ana wind season starts and around Halloween, usually around that time or even into November, you know, we, we just have to look back to the Woosley fire, which devastated the community of Malibu and Agora <laughs> Hills, Thousand Oaks. Look yeah. at the Thomas fire in 2000, December 2017 incredible stuff is, is that your biggest concern uh for for us for california i think the combination that we're seeing is a double-edged sword which either is really torrential rain or the haves and the have-nots we're either going to see very 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 major flooding and mudslides and this winter or we're not going to see anything or we're going to see fires and everything along that line and that's the pattern that we've been going through since since if we look back to 2012 we had that six to ten year drought. You could see how dry it got, but look how quickly now we're in 2023. Look how quickly the atmosphere just responded, just like that, in such a short amount of time. So even as you know, weather specialists, meteorologists, you know, climate specialists, we're looking at all these different data that's going on. It's it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing well, what's mind occurring. Blowing. What about, uh, I remember a few a few months ago, I think. I, I don't remember if it was in Long Beach or Anaheim, but there was a tornado. Yeah. Which is not normal in California, right? And then there's been like a hurricane watch or something. Is that true? Yeah, so what's happening is, is when we get these progressive storm patterns, especially because El Nino technically started in February, what it does, it enhances the southern jet stream that comes in from the subtropical regions of Guam, Tahiti, Fiji and comes across right into Southern California, right into Texas and to Florida. And what it does is it's very super moist laden storms. And then you get a little mixture of some colder air that comes in with this moisture laden atmosphere and you get your severe weather. That's why we saw all those tornado outbreaks in, a, you know, Montebello, California, EF1 Montebello. tornado, Yeah, you know. <clears throat> March 28th, 2023, at 11.45 a.m., you know, people were like, what? What is this? Is this is is this really? And look at Carpinteria, EF0 tornado, you know. So, so we had it back in uh, March 1st, 1980. We actually had some tornadoes that have occurred, 1983, 1980. Don't quote me on the exact time. Just trying to remember it. But yes, we had 
those severe storms and during El Nino type situations, very strong cold front, and you have the warm front sector right overhead, deep moisture coming up from the tropics, that cold air clashing, you get that turning of heights, you get those thunderstorms that develop. Just like that, you can get tornadoes even here in Southern California, even in Central California, even in Northern California, even in Arizona. So it, 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 it's that was the other thing. one, uh, the Central Coast, the Salinas mm-hmm. and Watsonville and Santa Cruz County. Santa Cruz got nailed, bro. right? Yeah, remember? Nailed. I, I grew, I, I lived in Santa Cruz. The pier was washed away. That was that bomb cycle deepening storm. Oh, Watsonville, right yeah. underneath. Yeah, that, that's like. I don't know if people know this, but Watsonville and then Castroville and Salinas, mm-hmm. they're like 70 or 80% of produce comes from there, especially yeah. for California. Billion dollar disaster, uh, the agriculture that had occurred from those storms from Lily. But from then they were fucked previously yeah. because of the drought. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? That's just the double edged sword. You know, it's just the Owens Valley. Flooded out too. We're getting a new river, lakes that are forming now. Uh, Oroville is now filled up completely. Did you see Alaska? The houses going into the river because yeah. I guess like there was a river dam or something that had melted. Mm-hmm. Permafrost. Per- permafrost. And that's because the warmer permafrost. than average El Nino Same. enhances warmer than average uh, weather. Across even Alaska has been a little bit warmer than average. Let, let, so. Let's talk. Let, let's. I want to dumb this down because yeah. if you say, have I heard of El Nino? Of course I heard of El Nino. Yeah. But the way that you're using El Nino, like that wasn't El Nino. This was the El Nino. What What is the definition of El Nino? El Nino is a phenomenon that happens every two to seven years. And a big one usually happens every about maybe 10 to 15 years or so. And a super one maybe every 20 to 30, technically. And what, what, it, categorize, what categorize, categorize, categorizes it? Yeah. So an El Nino is the warming of the Pacific Ocean. Okay. A La Nina is the cooling of the Pacific Ocean off the coasts of Peru. Got so it. two complete opposites. The trade winds are different. It sloshes from one side to the other. And that's, I'm trying to simplify as best as I can. Oh, that's nailed it. Yeah. So basically, that's what ends up occurring. In El Nino, you have the opposite effect where all the warm water sloshes over to Peru. Okay. In a La Nina, everything sloshes over to Indonesia. So that's the difference. Got In it. El Nino, it promotes a more deeper Aleutian low, Central Pacific low to generate a very strong East Pacific jet stream from basically from Japan to Philippines, kind of similar like we had this past winter right into California and cause storm after storm after storm scenario. Look at, I was just in Lake Tahoe for about a week with one of my friend's birthdays, actually two of my friend's birthdays, and I was up about 9,650 at Heavenly uh, Valley Resort in uh South Lake Tahoe, they still had snow. You could still see snow on August 3rd, 2023. There still was snow. They had well, it was snowing till like yeah. what, April? April, Even May? May. May 4th. May the 4th be yeah, with I, you. I had right? friends uh, snowboarding. I know. It's I was crazy. like, what, is this from like a long time? No, they're like, but this is now. This Mammoth Mountain had in the backside of the country. 
had almost near 900, 906 inches of snow. South Lake Tahoe, I was talking to some of the residents when I was out there, 587 inches of snow. And you go there now, it's like nothing even, even happened. It's so crazy how quickly things can change in just a blink of an eye. <laughs> That's wild, man. I know. What's the craziest event since you've been studying weather? What's the craziest event that you, you have seen? There's been too many. I mean, the Woosley Fire. I mean, the, the Woosley Fire, the rainstorms that we've been seeing this past winter. We literally have gone from a severe D4, D5 drought. For those that don't know what that is, that's like extreme, extreme, exceptional drought situation. And we literally went from that to nothing. If you look at the drought monitor now, I think the only area that's left a teeny bit of drought is the eastern Mojave Desert. They're waiting for the monsoonal flow that's been not that strong because we're still waiting for hurricane season. There's still a lot to go. We still have all of August and September, even into October. And sometimes with El Nino, you could see warmer than average sea surface temperatures already occurring off the coast of Southern California and into the Sea of Cortez, the Gulf of California. And so we're, we're looking at possibly another tropical system, another remnant system, Fernanda. Yeah, these names, right? You know, Why is it always women's names? It's women, it's men too, yeah, yeah. you know. But it's usually women. We had Adrian. We had Adrian. You know, yeah. we had Calvin. Adrian, Adrian's both, both boy or girl. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Rocky, Adrian. That'd be cool. We had a Rocky storm, right? Yeah. Rocky, yeah. Yeah, or Hulk or... We had Katrina. Yeah. Thor. You know. Katrina girl. Yeah, Katrina. And then, you know, Katia. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was yeah. in Hurricane Andrew. Oh, that's Andrew amazing. was a guy. Yeah. My, my brother was with me on that one, and then he moved back, and he was in Katrina. Tell me the story about what you went through with uh, Hurricane Andrew. I want to hear um, your perspective on it. Well, we went, and we boarded. This is, what, 1992, 93, or something yeah. like that. We went and bought the boards, and we boarded up everything. We couldn't see outside. Uh, it sounded like the ocean was, you know, outside of our window. It's you crazy. know, we lived in an apartment building. Wow. Uh, we went out what we believe was the eye of the storm. But we were in a big, solid, no. concrete apartment building. Oh, no. So we went out, and we were like, we went out, and we grabbed, and then we started feeling that it was closing in because we felt the wind. And I was like, this is cool. My older brother's like, get over here, stupid. <laughs> I'm like, you're stupid. And then my mom's like, estupidos, you get in here. And then we ran back inside. And then realistically, we just shut ourselves in for like three, four days, and it, we were just eating out of cereal boxes, no, no power, no electricity, and it just sounded like we were in a ship. And it's just one of the costliest hurricanes in U.S. history before Katrina. Literally, it was August 24, 1992, at 5.45 in the morning, right near Homestead, Florida, Category 5 monster, eye wall, barreling down. The winds were 175 no, no, that, 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 that's miles a, that's per Andrew. hour. Andrew. Yeah, that's yeah. Andrew. So yeah. when we yeah. finally got out, yeah, we lived in a big, solid apartment building. You were lucky. When we went out, the house in front of us was gone. There was a big. We lived across the street from a lake, and there was this big, giant tree, humongous. I'm talking crazy. about big. And stuff. I had carved my uh, initials with my girlfriend. That wow. tree was gone. The tree was gone. Uh, the lake was missing water because I guess it just like 
yeah. sucked it all out. Yeah. The lake was missing water. The park, it, it was completely trashed. Hurricanes it was are completely nothing trashed. to joke around with. They're, they're like oh, it, it, it was, it was ter- no, it was terrifying. It was yeah. absolutely terrifying. And I think we were okay in a sense, one, because we were kids, and two, because of that apartment building. Right. But that house in front of us, dude, I can't even imagine. I don't even know if they were there or not there. And you don't have the social media to, like, know what's happening. Isn't that crazy how social media has just taken everything just and just made, you know, weather so more fascinating? Yeah. Really, because people get to see now what's happening in real time. And with with weather, with earthquakes, well, not only everything. that, but if you can access like a camera, like yeah. the news, if they can access a weather camera in exactly. Florida, they can see what's going on in Florida. Exactly, you know, see exactly. Plus, what's going whatever on. individual people witness and post, isn't that amazing? Yeah, the, 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 and that's what's so great about social media too, is because we are now the, the news people. We now are our own individual, you know, telling each individual story. Yeah, and that's what's so amazing. That's the way I like to. Look at social media. It's like each person's story on Instagram, they all have a story to tell. You know, you just got to look at the story and look within. You know? Well, it, it, it's, yeah. back, it's, back to the, it's back to the simple example of, um, you know, if, if, you, if there's a situation that happens, you know, there's your side of the story, there's my side of the story, there's so the crazy. truth. Exactly. And then, and then, or not even that, if you have 10 people in a room and a disaster happens, you're going to have, each person's going to tell a different story. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Each person's going to tell a different story. No, what's crazy is, is that if you interview those same 10 people a month later, how much stories change? Or what you believe you remember. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of deciphers. It, it, it kind of deciphers. It's like telephone, right? Because then you start thinking, <laughs> "No, I think this happened." Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. And then you're like, "Yeah, this is." Yeah, no, it was like this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, "No, the guy with the green sweater." And they're like, "There was nobody with green sweater." Right? It was a gray sweater. No, there wasn't even a guy with the sweater. <laughs> like, wow. it just, it's just people's memory. But now with social media, people do a live feed. Like for example, I, I like uh, I like the Citizen app. Yes, yes, that's I like awesome. the Citizen app because. It tells you what's going on, but then if somebody knows how to use the app and starts filming, you get to see what what's happening at that moment from from four or five different people's angles, and it's just interesting getting that much information on a situation. I know, and, and that's what's happening now with all social media. All social media, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just. That's just like I said, great for technology and and for the world too as well, and what we're seeing and how things are kind of. And we're not Changing. relying on one source of like Fox News to tell us, uh, oh, I got to turn yeah, on Fox exactly. News at five and see what happened today. Yeah. You know, I, we, it's on demand. And the Northridge earthquake, I wish we had more media coverage now. I was in that one too. Bro, I was living in Panorama City at the time. I lived in Koreatown. Whoa. I lived in Koreatown. It was like, what, 4.30 in the morning or something like that? We had a nurse that was, I'll tell the story to everyone. We had a nurse. I was six years old when this earthquake struck. And we had a nurse that was going to Northridge Hospital. She went in the elevator. She was in an elevator, bro. The elevator. Fuck. That's like the worst. she did not know that the magnitude 6.7 earthquake, that was going to be like the most costliest earthquake in Southern California's history from that point, standpoint, was going to be, like, occurring. And she and the, you can hear her saying, get me out of here. And it was, oh, my God, when it was shaking, I remember I was in my bedroom, and my grandma's had this little nightlight. That thing just went to the ground. It didn't break. 
It didn't break, but you could hear before the actual earthquake arrived. You could hear the windows kind of like a, a kind of low rumble. Yeah, and it hit. I'm telling you, when it hit so quick, that was 42 seconds of of literally sheer terror. And those the Gen Z culture that's never been through anything like that. It was something that was a sheer nightmare. And I still remember it. And that's really also got me, pushed me into the weather and earthquakes and all that fun stuff. The, the aftershocks. Oh, the aftershocks. I remember 8 o'clock, 8.15, like, 8.30. Yes. We, like we were like, ah, like we just said, fuck it, we're going outside. Yeah, it was, like, it was like shit. It was crazy. I remember that the magnitude 5.3 earthquake that happened the day after or there was a magnitude 5.5 that occurred. Wow. You, you want to hear craziness? Yeah. Check this out. Go. Uh, we were in 1989 earthquake in San Francisco, too. Oh, wow. Loma Prieta. Yeah. October five, five, 17th. Five, 530 or 5-something five World Series yeah. going on. We were in that one. All our China broke. We ran out of the building. That was a, It was insane. Magnitude so, 7.2. It was the bridge collapsed. Yeah. We were in that one. Look, I, look, goosebumps like crazy. We were in that one, and then we had some family that says, "Get out of California, get out of California, come to Florida." And my mom, oh, and then my, Andrew, my mother hated Florida because of the humidity. She she doesn't do good with that heat. That's why we originally moved to California. Right. So we go back to Florida, and then these summers and the humidity and these tropical storms and then andrew comes in and we're like dude fuck this dude let's go back to california we come back to la and then we get uh, 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 uh the earthquake san andreas so we i've had two earthquakes and one hurricane and my brothers had two earthquakes and two hurricanes yeah actually the wild the, man. the northridge earthquake was on a called the northridge blind North- Trust fault we haven't had the san andreas fault knock on wood you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. It was Northridge. Yeah, right. North, Northridge. Yeah, so it was, it was basically, CSUN looked like a pancake. The San Francisco one was San Andreas, no? No. It was kind of close to the San Andreas, but not quite. Not quite. Not quite, no. Yeah. Yeah, and then same thing. I was just, what, seven years old at the time, 1989? No way. Yeah, seven or something like that. So you were you went through your first earthquake. Wow, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. And I was six years old when I went through my first earthquake. Wow. And I'll tell you... I don't know. I don't know what was scarier. Going through an earthquake at 4.30 in the morning when you don't know what's going on. It's always the morning. I don't know what it's about the morning. It's no, so but the one in San Francisco. That was, was five. That was evening. Yeah. That was like 5.30 or something. Same thing with Ridgecrest. It was in the evening as well. It was 7 o'clock in the evening. That was basically July 4th and 5th. We had the big Ridgecrest earthquake that occurred you know, near Ridgecrest. The Ridgecrest earthquake. And the first one occurred was a magnitude 6.4. And then you had about a, a day of a delay, and then boom, that one hit. I was getting off of work at the time. I remember my car was in the shop, so one of my friends dropped me off. And I remember as soon as I stepped out of the car, walked to my condo, boom. And it was, I'd never been outside during an earthquake. The trees were like moving back and forth. So, yeah. It's, what's, yeah. What's, what's done more damage than anything? Hurricane, tornado, or earthquake? All of them have different types of, of, of damage. Of consequences. Yes. Heat waves are very deadly. So heat waves are actually... Heat waves, floods. Floods are the number one killer. Floods, floods huh? Because floods can happen in a moment. Flash floods happen 
right there, but heat waves now are becoming. But Universal Studios has a flash flood oh, every, you know, every, yeah. every hour. Yes, they do. Yeah. On the tram tour, you just go check it out. <laughs> exactly. And they have an earthquake. Every 30 minutes. And, and, they, and they have an earthquake on there. <laughs> and they're fine, man. What's going on? I know. Well, no, you know, no. That, that's movie so magic, floods. you know. So floods is the, is the number one. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Floods. Um, you have heat waves, hurricanes could okay, what, yeah, that, storm I, surge. I guess, I guess, I guess. Let, let me re- rephrase the question: What has had the most deaths? Because you're right, damage mm. can like a tornado can fuck shit up. A hurricane can mess things up. Well, hurricanes coincides with floods. You know, storm right. surge that can go all the way inland. We saw that with Katrina. Look at the Ninth Ward devastation. You saw that with you know, Ian. Last September, look what it did to Fort Myers and Naples, obliterated. And that was that storm surge that was 15, 20 foot that gets pushed by that deep central deepening low pressure center by the hurricane, pushes that wall of water on. Also tsunamis. Look at the Indonesian tsunami, you know, Indian in tsunami in December 26, 2004, or the Japan tsunami. 20,000 plus people gone. I, I heard. 200,000 plus people gone in the December 26th. That was the. Devastating. Yeah. No, devastating. One nine, magnitude 9.9 earthquake, you know, on a subduction zone plate in the Indian Ocean. Same thing off of Japan, you know. Is it true that California can't get a tsunami? At, at this point, no. California cannot get a tsunami because you have the Pacific plate and you have the North American plate and it's landlocked. Yeah. So you cannot get us now. That's what I heard. So now the opposite is with the subduction of the Cascadia subduction zone, the Pacific Northwest. That's right off the coast of Seattle, goes down into Northern California. That one did produce a tsunami back in the 1700s, and it caused the ghost forest in the Pacific Northwest. In fact, they did a lot of research on that, and the orphan tsunami that hit. Japan, they didn't know where it came from. They found out that that was from that type of movement from the subduction plate boundaries going underneath one each other and like a springboard, boom, it pushed that water column up very, very high. So, but very, very rare. It's not impossible, but like chances are. It's rare, you know. Rare. I had a, I, had, I, I want, tell me your opinion on this real quick. Okay. I posted a drone video. This is kind of random, but you'll see where I'm okay. getting at. So I was at a buddy's house in Malibu, and he lives right on the, the water. Right. Okay? And I pulled out my drone, and I did this drone shot of, you know, wa- uh, waves splashing into the rocks, mm-hmm. onto the property. Real nice. Just beautiful. Right. I post this, and I think nothing of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful shot. Right? Right. All of a sudden, I start getting comments comments and comments and then people starting to fight like you're stupid no you're stupid and all this and blah blah huh. blah and i'm like what's going on and then i then i read i read one of the keywords and it's like global warming and then the other one's like you're an idiot you know and here's <laughs> here's how the conversation started so political the con- it got political as fuck here's how it started it started with this a person wrote look these houses were built more than 50, 60 years ago. Right. And the shoreline hasn't even gone up an inch. Fuck you, you global warm believers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not how it works. And, th- and th- then they started breaking this down. But w- what is your thought process of 
those houses were built 50, 60 years ago, maybe even 70 years ago. And the only real damage they suffered, like when my buddy bought his house, he scored on the house, but he had to redo the framing, the, the metal beams, because mm-hmm. the salt water had destroyed right, those eroded. beams, yeah. eroded them. Yeah. So he had to do like replacements. But there hasn't been much ocean rise in that sense. What's your thought? Well, see, the whole thing with ocean rise or sea surface, you know, rising, so to speak. Look at the Marshall Islands in the South Pacific. Okay. They actually put, for the last 50 years, funny you mentioned 50 years, 50, 60 years, they put a one of those like little, little uh, sticks, very these sticks right in between it and this house that was there for a long time. The water, every time, it wouldn't happen like normally, it happens when there was big storms. That's how we're going to have to find out how sea level rise affects everybody, is when we get storms that are bigger than normal, like 20, 30-year events, you know, 100-year events, usually during major El Ninos. Everything always goes back to El Nino or La Nina, and that is the main driver of all these main uh, serious storm patterns that we see, you know. So I think it's kind of a, it's a hypothesis seeing what will happen to Southern California's coastline, especially Malibu. But we have seen Malibu 1995 when we had the major storms, those homes fell into the ocean. I don't know if you remember that one. No, I don't. Yeah, so some of the homes fell into the ocean. The there, January, was, there was no social media. To yeah, <laughs> there was not. January 1995, uh, probably a year after the Northridge earthquake, that year we got a lot of rain, over 13, 14 inches of rain. It was a very wet January, and, and it just took several big storms. It only takes one storm, Robert, to cause... Oh, to set us back. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Only one massive, massive earthquake. Only one. Look at Puerto Rico yeah. when they had their hurricane. That that took Hurricane out. Maria. Yeah, Hurricane Maria. Hurricane Irma. And then the yeah. earthquake on uh, Haiti. Yes. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, I had somebody on the January podcast. January 2010. Yeah, I had somebody on the podcast. He was uh, in the Navy. He was a helicopter oh, pilot. And he was one of the first helicopters to touch land wow. to provide help and get, you know, uh, evac people for uh medical reasons he did some good work there oh he did extraordinary work Extraordinary. i said that extraordinary I, I work. he's yeah. listening to this yeah. yeah he listens to this papa john oh wow he's, he's amazing oh, that's pretty cool yeah he's amazing for that but yeah it, it just just one even one bad event i mean again hurricane andrew uh, katrina 89 in san francisco 93 here we bought through it haven't we <laughs> new york new york's had uh didn't they have like a bad flood like maybe a four or five years ago hurricane sandy Sandy, yeah, Sandy, Sandy Battery Park, you know, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, it was a hybrid storm. Came around Halloween, came up usually around late September, late, late September through around Halloween. Storms sometimes take a northerly trajectory. Remember, the jet stream starting to change now, starting to buckle further south. You know, we start seeing a little bit of that colder air starting to filter down to the Great Lakes and the Appalachians. I was going to ask, yeah. Michigan. Didn't Michigan have something a few months ago? They did. I had a friend in Michigan. He was telling me that they had like a crazy winter storm. or Yeah, well, you have that those polar vortexes that come down. where You get cold air that comes all the way down from the Arctic Circle, and it's almost like a refrigerator door 
opening up and spilling as far south. Look what happened to Texas in 2021 in February. Yeah, they were freezing. Yeah. Their water lines and busted. Now they're, and now they're baking. Yeah. <laughs> Their water lines busted, right? Yeah. They froze. I had a friend, I had a friend uh, that was over in uh, Texas, uh, my friend Alicia, and she was, she was down there in Texas during those extreme cold, and she showed me video of, like, the pipes bursting and also there was water going into the garages. I had many friends that were showing me all these different types of things that and they're not built for cold. They're built for heat, but they're not built for cold. Same thing like California. What, look at look at this past uh, March. Snow everywhere. It wasn't a lot of snow, but like, we're, we're not built for cold. We're not built for that. People were, were, were literally like, oh, they thought it was awesome that Disneyland got a grapple grapple is a form of snow it's not completely snow universal studios got some to grapple now the foothills of altadena pasadena got a bunch of snow so this, like i said we're seeing so much extremes and i think this is just the start just, well you're you're, you're yeah. gonna have your hands full and, it, and you it's have gonna un- be busy this year <laughs> unlimited and, work and you have a lot to report on a lot going on uh briefly tell me um first of all mm-hmm. Congratulations! You you've been able to kind of step away from your day to day routine and yeah. and now go for your passion. Yes. Uh, can can you tell me about that? So I'm so basically um, I'm on TikTok. You look you you heard of TikTok right? Yeah yeah I've heard of it a little, little TikTok yeah. right? Yeah it's the German company right? I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm called <laughs> Weather Daddy on TikTok. I know right? That's your handle right? That's my handle. That's Weather adult, Daddy. That's awesome. Thank you. And basically, I bring the real, honest truth. I That's do almost like a stream. porno name, too. Like, <laughs> Don't say <laughs> weather, Daddy. Predicting wet, oh, moist gosh. storm. <laughs> well, I mean, I hit the gym, you know. I mean, yeah, so yeah. I guess you know. I guess no. But no, it's not. It's not. Good, but uh, yeah, are you but saying I you're it, single? <laughs> I am. But it gives, uh, uh, you know, it gives really, you know, informative information. I do a lot of POVs. I like to really kind of give the visualization what's going on, but also give, you know, a live streams. I do live streams daily now. And of course we've had the Maui fires, you know, three times a day I do that. In fact, just before I came here, I was doing a live stream this morning at nine o'clock to 11 o'clock, you know, so it's really exciting to be able to do this now. And then I got also interviewed with uh, KTLA five. On this happened back in January. Well, I think you know. Yes, yes. So this, so and during about the storms, and it was broadcasted in Sacramento. And first, I thought it was just going to be like you know, they were going to do like just like a little segment. But then they ended up putting my face on there with like you know Zoom. You know, you could do Zoom now and everything. So it was pretty cool. And then my my coworkers like, hey, look, you're on TV, and I'm like, I am. I'm like, no way. And then. You know, all these different things happened and, you know, being verified on Instagram, you know, Mm -hmm. that whole thing for, you know, everyone started paying, that started happening. You know, all all these different types of things that started kind of like occurring was, was, you know, it it really has kind of changed my life, looked at things a different perspective. And I'm just going along with the journey, you know, met some really great people. Evan from, uh, you know, uh, LA in a Minute. minute. Mutual friends, fantastic, fantastic stories that he does on Los Angeles. Shout out to him. Shout out. He's, he's blowing he does, up. He's phenomenal. And he gives some really amazing 
insight. historic insight. Yeah. So he does some really good good stuff. Yeah, he's on top yeah. of it. He, he's he, on top of it. He's blowing up. Oh, and he is. He's getting. He is. He's getting. I'm happy. And then he mentioned me too. So you know, hats off to him. I think it's very very nice that he did that. You know. Can I take credit yeah. for setting you guys yes. up together? Robert, appreciate you, brother. <laughs> awesome man. Appreciate you, brother, for for connecting. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. So, that's yeah. good, man. You can that, that, take, that's that's been you can take 100 percent credit. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. You heard it here first. You heard it there here you first. Go. There you go. No, no, but that makes me happy, man. Uh, I, I, I've been blessed uh, with the podcast uh, to sit down and, and, and listen to you and Evan and the, everybody I've had on the podcast. Uh, I learn from you guys a lot, so I, I want to thank you guys for the time. Thank you. And then I love hearing about the success stories that come out of the podcast. Yeah. You know, there's people that, you know, they've changed the way they do things because of the podcast or they network with each other because of the podcast. So this is my excitement as I'm talking to you. Yeah. I, I haven't done this in two months because I've been traveling. I know. You went to Dubai. Oh, no, dude, I was everywhere. Oh Dubai, gosh. Paris, Armenia, Armenia, back to Dubai. Back and you learn so many different cultures and the way things are. It, it's no, just it's exciting. Fascinating to me. And, and, and I, yeah. I wish I would have had more of a chance to to do podcast out there. It's just there wasn't enough time to schedule it and share right. those experiences. But... As I'm sitting here with you in my studio and, and you as my guest, inside in the back of my mind, yeah. I'm thinking, fuck, I love this, man. This Always. is so much fun. Dude. It is fun. Like, you know? like just learning about all these topics and having these conversations are so intricate that it's, it's never boring, you know. So anyways, um, your TikTok fame mm-hmm. uh, you have now how many followers? And, and, and where? thousand now i never thought that i mean you know weather people and stuff like that you know i'm all organic i want everything organic so i just you know it, it's all about building a rapport with your long time followers i have people that have been following me for about three years now i've been on tiktok which is a long time for social media yes it is it's a very long time and you know i have some great moderators i have it, it's just it's it's all new to me but now I'm getting used to everything now. It's starting to kind of, you know, kind of trying to get, absorb everything. It, it's still it's still even now you're getting used to new things because TikTok's always changing. Instagram's always changing. Threads now. Look yeah. at that. So that's some stuff I'm putting out there. Twitter. No, not the bad Twitter. I'm not on the bad Twitter, folks. Jason61987. So I do my operational meteorology forecasts on there, too. You could look for me on my on my Instagram at the Far Hang. You could also look for me at Weather Daddy on TikTok. This all is this stuff. why you need to continue yeah. having a, a webpage. Yeah. And maybe I'm gonna start the climate one oh one with Jason again. Yeah. I haven't done that since before you, you wanna do 2019. that. You wanna yeah. do that because what I realized with yeah. uh, with Instagram and TikTok is your content is very good at that moment. Right. But then it falls into a black hole and Isn't it kind of disappears. And yeah. if you're not constantly doing stuff daily, you disappear. And people's attention spans are less than five. I don't know if you guys know this. Five to seven seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's insane. And it's it getting worse. worse. It's getting oh, worse. Way worse. Way, way worse. worse. Like some people that start watching my videos. Yeah. Uh, like uh, like uh, if, a, if a random person watches one of my videos, they're like, hey, dude, your your videos are cut pretty fast. And I'm like, yeah, trust me, I know, because I've made hundreds of videos, and the ones that are not chopped up fast, they don't get a good – people don't watch it all the way. 
People want like that. that. People want that cut. Yeah, cut, yeah, cut, yeah. Cut. They want. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Oh fuck. Oh, that, oh. Yo, nice video. Exactly. But if it's just like, hey guys, this is me. Next. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's true. It's, it's wild. It's true. You have to have the hook. You have to get people into. But then when you have a fan base and you have people that are loyal to you, they're going to want that one place where they can follow you and go to their website and see that daily blog or what are your other social medias. Like right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to critique something. You just gave a website, your TikTok, your uh, Twitter, <laughs> your threads, and they're all different names and users. I know. You know what I mean? That's that, that's That's like... The only thing that's going to save your butt on that is having a website where they can go one website and find that stuff. Or, or Linktree. Or Linktree. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, or you're going to have to like put, you're going to have to try to get Weather Daddy for all your all your social media. It's, it's hard, I know, yeah. I know. But that's something you should consider. Uh, last question, what, what, what's, uh, where do we see Jason in five years from now? What's, what's the goal? What do you want, man? Do goal want- is to continue doing what I'm doing, uh, make people uh, really informed about the weather and earthquakes and whatever is out there because everything's going to be drastically changing. I definitely want to do work in an actual news industry. You would, you would do that? Yeah, I would do that. But I also like the, the freedom to, that I'm doing now. So whatever comes my way, to be very honest with you. I, I, would, I, would, I would say make your goal where you're doing it by yourself mm-hmm. and you start making great money yeah and fuck a corporate job right fuck (laughs) showing up at a certain time right reporting what they want to report uh speaking the way you want to speak fuck that like that that, that's that that's so 20 years ago man i know everything's still changed that's so you that's like me saying like what do you think would be more exciting? Corporate jobs are so stressful nowadays. Oh, dude. So stressful dude. nowadays. Dude, you say the wrong thing to a person next to you. Yep. Uh, you like, whatever. You make a joke. or Can't say it. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's so much restriction. It's like, what would I rather have? Would I rather blow up my podcast and get a bigger studio and bigger guest and bigger sponsorships and bigger everything and have it be mine? Or would I want to work for, like, Power 106? Like, I, I don't want to work for Power 106. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even interested. Like, if they call me up and they say, "Dude, we'll pay you one hundred fifty thousand dollars," and I'm not making nothing right now on my podcast, I'd be like, "No, thank you. I'm not interested." Like, why would I do that? that I, I get to go, you know, come and leave, and mm-hmm. I get to talk to whoever I want. If I want to talk to a Trump supporter, I'll talk to a Trump supporter. If I want to talk to a Biden supporter, I'll talk. I can talk to whoever I want. If I want to do this in Spanish, I'll do this in Spanish. You could do. You could do whatever you feel. You have that. You know, you're the boss. I'm the boss. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's no limits. If, if you want to be on my... You're, you're the beast mode boss. That's yeah. what you got you know, to do. Yeah. And, and my dream goal is to like make this bigger. And I love this. Oh, it is, This bro. is... It's this a, is bad, badass, but yeah. I want to make this bigger. It is. Trust me. You know? Yeah. I do. It I is. Do. It's, gonna, it's happening. It's happening right I, now. Thanks. It's happening right it's now. Happening right, it's as, happening as we speak. As we speak. <laughs> as we speak. As we speak. Jason, any last words, any recommendations, any motivational tips? Any uh, Keep any- on doing what you do. Be consistent, dedication, and perseverance. There are going to be storms in life. Just got to go with the flow of it and never, ever give up. I like That's that. it. I like that. Jason, uh, I'll have you again whenever you want. Thank you for coming. Oh, there's going to be a lot. We're going to have rain. We're going to have wind. We're going to have <laughs> maybe who knows what else, you know, so...
Well, we know who to call when it comes. There you go. Till next time, brother. Thank you, brother.